Today is Thursday of the fifth week of Easter. Our readings today are taken from first reading Acts chapter 15 verses 7 to 21. And the gospel reading is from John chapter 15 verses 9 to 11. My brothers and sisters, today's re- uh, readings address the meaning of the church and the governance of the church. The celebration of the Easter period is a period where Jesus came after the resurrection, came to reteach all the disciples what he had taught them in the flesh so that they can really understand who he is, so that they can come to acknowledge that, yes, indeed, Jesus is the fulfillment of the law and prophet, not because he said it, because when he was teaching them, living in the flesh, no one really understood it nor believed. But after he had completed his assignment, his mission, including death, and he actually has risen, there was nothing less, nothing left to be taught. Then faith is now established on the birth, suffering, death, and resurrection of Christ as a fulfillment of his mission. So those who are going to be Christians must have faith in this, in the resurrection, which is the crowning of the life of Christ. His life did not end in death. He did not, suffering did not end his life. His life did not end in death, but he rose from the dead as the same person. Hence, after the resurrection, he had to teach his disciples again by appearing to them and convincing them that it was the Jesus that was conceived of the Blessed Virgin Mary, born of the Blessed Virgin Mary, who, whose foster father was Joseph, who lived among them, to whom, who, who, uh, to whom they responded when he called them, is the same Jesus and was uh, tried, crucified, is the same Jesus died that, uh, that died that rose again. So he said, what do you believe in? We can now answer that question. We believe in Jesus of the Nazarene who was crucified, who died for our sin, whom his father raised from the dead for the forgiveness of our sins, to justify that we are now children of God. So our baptism is in what we proclaim our faith. It is faith in Christ. Now, the very anchor of the church is taught by Christ when he says, I'm divine, you are the branches. That means all members of the church are branches of one tree, of one vine, Jesus. So no matter what position you occupy in the church, you cannot say that salvation is coming from you. You are not the one Feeding the flock. It is Jesus that feeds the flock. Hence, when uh, by councils, 
in the church, like the Second Vatican Council, today will dealt with the first council of the church, the council of Jerusalem. But yet, let's listen to what Christ said in the gospel. In terms of what is essential for us to be branches of Christ and how we can uh, bear fruit that resemble Christ. He said, as the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandment and remain in his love. If we remain in Christ, we shall have the joy of being fed by the love of Christ. The branches that remain in the tree are fed by the roots of the tree, by the stem of the tree. The branches do not make the tree. It is the tree that makes the branches. So we, from Pope on down to the priest and to the baptized, we are all branches of the, the tree. But in church administration, the first council of, uh, of the church was the council of Jerusalem. The things that were resolved there shines light on the ministry of the church. The ministry of the church cannot be dissolve or dispute that we are branches of Christ. That means the ground zero of salvation won by Christ is that all of us, the Jews and the Gentiles, have sinned and fallen short of the kingdom of God. Christ is one and only the Savior. He has no co-savior. It's not Jesus and his disciples established the church. So the Gentiles had no... Uh, Christ, who established the church, made it through the Holy Spirit, revealed clearly that it is not the faith of the Jews that uh, brought conversion to the Gentiles. Those who brought... The disciples who brought Christianity to the Gentiles and not the owner of Christ, and not Christ, to say, oh, therefore, because I brought you in, and I am a Jew, therefore, you have to say, I must be a Jew before I become Christ. No one other than Peter, whom Christ chose to be the head of the church, who had to defend or bear testimony about this fact. No one makes us. Sometimes, oh, without the missionaries, we are almost made to be loyal to the missionaries. They brought us Christianity. They are branches. They, did not, they do not make who Christ is. They didn't make Christ. Christ made them. And by the Holy Spirit, Christ has touched. It is the Holy Spirit that Christ has given that makes everyone Christian. Not the missionaries. So let us bear this in mind. This problem, thank God it was resolved in uh, the Council of Jerusalem by the witness of Peter, who gave his testimony of his encounter with Cornelius. And he said, the Spirit descended on them as he descended on them, or on us at Pentecost. Peter says, I didn't cause that. It was the Spirit. 
Because some members who were converts, like the Jew, like the Gentiles were converts, are now trying to impose laws on the Gentiles. Say they must be circumcised. It must be of the tribe of Jews. It says no. And it shows that when you are not following the spirit of Christ, you will become, you will find out that you don't know anything about the word of God. Because the defense here was that uh, uh, in making his decision later, was that um, the words of the prophet agree with this, with this as is written. When James was now going to give a, uh, make a decision, referring to the testimony of Peter, he said, after this I shall return and rebuild the fallen heart of David. From its ruin I shall rebuild it and raise it up again so that the rest of humanity may seek out the Lord, the rest of humanity, even all the Gentiles on whom my name is invoked. Thus says the Lord, who accomplishes these things, known from of old. And then he made a judgment. Vatican II so was necessary to complete Vatican I in the reform of the Council of Trent. Whereby a lot of things were going wrong by human beings who are branches of Christ, concentrated power on them, contradicting the Council of Jerusalem. Unless you do what I tell you, the canon law, then we will burn you at the stake. How dare the Holy Spirit inspire you to teach what is not coming from our mouth? And so that is where they, you know, they stretch the doctrine to mean what it, is, it doesn't originally mean. And then even Vatican II, that a lot of the uh, cardinals now, who are the products of Vatican II, the beneficiaries of Vatican II, will still turn against the spirit of Vatican II. And the bishops will interpret that and say that uh, the bishop has the fullness of the priesthood and the priest share in the priesthood of the bishop. That is directly contradictory to the Council of Jerusalem. Peter did not claim any authority other than what he witnessed to and was called to do by the Holy Spirit. He did not say that uh, everybody, everything, all the past must... The path of ordination must now hinge on him, on his person. It's on Jesus Christ. We are priests of our Lord Jesus Christ. So when the bishops interpret the Vatican II to say that the Vatican II gave them authority, that they had the, uh, be, uh, the fullness of the priesthood and are priests sharing their priesthood, no longer sharing in the priesthood of Christ, it's obviously out of order. And James, the, the leader of the church in Jerusalem, Therefore decreed, let us return to the life of the Spirit. What is expected of everyone, Gentiles and Jews, is what will be expected. Now is the time that we need the, the church. Let us pray for all those who hold positions in the church, that they may know that there's only one vine, Jesus, 
and that we are all the branches, that we may, must respect, acknowledge and respect one another in the roles as the vine nourishes each branch to perform, to grow and bear fruit. And also, remember, it is God that is the vine dresser. It is my judgment, therefore, that we ought to stop troubling the Gentiles who turn to God, but tell them by letter to avoid pollutions from idols, unlawful marriages, the meat of strangled animals and blood. You see, he made no distinction between us and them, for by faith he purified their hearts. Why then are you now putting God to the test? By placing on the shoulders of the, of the disciples a yoke that neither our ancestors nor we have been able to bear. The law that the Pope is not subject to, the law that the bishops are not subject to, the law that the priests are not subject to, should not be used to yoke anybody. Otherwise, we are judging God. And no one will admit that. Admit that. We pray that the church may live the authentic life and bear witness to the authentic faith that Jesus is divine and we are the branches.